Hello and welcome to Full Contact Nerd, where we talk about fiction and storytelling in all its forms. From the weird to the fantastic, horror, sci-fi, fantasy, thrillers, mysteries, anything you can ask for, we have it. I'm Chris Alvarez and thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Chris Alvarez. I'm here at Anime USA 2019 with Damon Mills. What's up? Hey. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Thanks for speaking. No, of course. Yeah. So first, tell me, how did you get into this business? Um, Well, it's a trap. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So I started when I was in high school, just kind of growing interested in acting and exploring that interest. Um, And, you know, I started doing research on, you know, things i was really interested in voice acting and i was a fan of you know anime and, and stuff like that and i was like this seems like a fun thing to do but i was really introverted as a, a high schooler mm-hmm. so i um progressively just kind of just kept you know practicing and and learning more about the industry mm-hmm. and um eventually i got demo reels made and i started auditioning for like indie projects um and then i uh, wanted to do you know more things I had uh, I moved around a lot I started working in New York a little bit on mm-hmm. anime I worked on Pokemon mm-hmm. um, for a little bit and um, some other uh, anime titles up there um, and then I moved to Dallas about know, three and a half years ago mm-hmm. um, and I work with Funimation a lot uh, as well mm-hmm. and I also work in Los Angeles um, yeah so you said you were introverted, but does that also mean you were sh- were you shy? I was very shy. I used okay. to be like a very. I used to be a lot heavier than I am now, and I used to be just really. I didn't like. I wasn't very good with social interactions, so I was like, uh, acting. That's a weird thing for somebody so introverted to get into. Right. But I feel like it's kind of helped me in a way mm-hmm. to open up and become more competent. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, I worked on like myself, like losing weight and things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So what, at what point do you feel like you had really made it, that you had become a voice actor? Well, when you start getting paid for it, I okay. suppose. Because, okay. <laughs> you know, when I first started out, I was, you know, doing, like, very small projects that were, didn't have budget or, you know, it was just for resume mm-hmm. fodder. Um, and they, um, yeah, it just, just gradually kind of built up from there. And when I started working in, like, uh, anime and games and stuff like that, that's why I started being like, oh, okay, this is something I can do and, you know, make my living off of. And then I just gradually kept getting hired. Um, especially when I moved to, to Dallas, uh, the first thing I booked was uh, uh, One Piece Film Gold mm-hmm. uh, when I moved there, which was really cool. I was like, oh, wow, okay, cool. <laughs> I'd been there maybe a couple of weeks, I don't know. I lucked out on that one. Mm-hmm. Um and then I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I just do this full time. I don't have a day job or anything like that. So. Okay, that's good. So did, um, once you started getting paid, did that alter maybe the way you approached doing voice acting? Did it? I mean, I don't do it for the money, you know. It's it's like, it, it's more about, you know, the project and the creativity behind it. Yes, it's good to be able to make a living off of it, but, you know, I, I definitely am like more... I don't, know, I don't really know, like, when I felt like I was a voice actor because I've never felt like I, I wasn't, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I think just, okay. like, when I stopped the, pra- the the primary practicing training phase and started working professionally mm-hmm. is when I was like, okay, this is when, you know, that kind of kicks in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what do you think, what would you say are your strengths as a voice actor? Like, what do you find that you do best? I have a much wider vocal range than um, a lot of people 
in the industry, mm-hmm. I've been told. <laughs> okay. I, uh, um, because, you know, some people will have niches with their, their voices or, or they'll book, you know, certain things. That's kind of what they're, they're good for. I mean, there's people that are very versatile. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of play characters all the way across the board. I play protagonists. I play villains. I play old men. I play... You know, I'll, I'll go from like really high voices to playing like something that's really low and big and things like that. Because I just pl- I played uh, Douglas Bullet in the new One Piece movie, Stampede, okay. and he's he's like a truck of a man. But then I'll play these cute little anime boys as well. So okay. it's kind of like I don't really do anything. I'm not like pigeonholed, I suppose. Um, so I think that is definitely a strength for booking and and being able to not be stuck doing, I suppose, one thing. So when you're in the studio uh, recording, do you uh, do you do anything special? Do you have props or costumes, or do you get no, up? No, no, no. So uh, we don't have any. When we're in the booth, we don't have like any of that stuff. It's just what we'll we'll go into the studio, and then you know we'll, we'll go into the booth. It'll be you know the director and engineer, the audio engineer, and um, and then they'll have you know the booth itself where we record and they close us in. They have they mic us up. Um, and you know, there's headphones, and then for anime specifically, there's um, two monitors that you'll have. You'll have a monitor for the script, and then a monitor for the anime. Because we, if we're dubbing, we're dubbing to picture, so we will um, see the visual on the anime and uh, be cued in with a, a beep um, startup system. So, and then upon like you know, it'll be like a beep, 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 and then you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all cold reading too, so we don't rehearse. Oh, okay. So we will um, get the script then and there in the booth. Oftentimes, we don't. I don't even know what I'm doing when I'm going to the studio. I'll be called in and be like, "Unless it's something I've auditioned for." But if it's something I've been precast as, mm-hmm. I'll go in and they'll tell me like, "Okay, this is what you're doing. This is the character that we chose you for, and here's their backstory. Here's what's going on in the scenes." That's what the director is there for. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll place the voice, figure out together like what, where they belong, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, if it, we, I, you know, I do warm ups and things like in the car beforehand. Um, I, you know, I drink a lot of water. I carry like five million bottles of water on me yeah, <laughs> all the time sense. to keep vocally hydrated. Mm-hmm. Drink tea. Um, you know, trying to keep vocally healthy is the most important thing mm-hmm. as a voice actor. So. So what inspires the voices that you apply to a character? Or do you just go off of what you've seen before? It depends. Um, it, it depends on, you know, if there's a visual for the character, I'll be like, okay, so maybe in their physicality perhaps, I'll be like, okay, so this is how they probably stand, hold themselves, and this is their their backstory, this is their mannerisms, you know, and is there an accent involved? Like what characteristics of this you have to incorporate and you know you'll have a visual sometimes you don't get any visual like for a video game or something you'll you'll read for a character and you don't know what they even look like Mm -hmm. so and then that's when the audition sides will come in and they will have like a description of what the character is like their their backstory or what how they they their mannerisms are their vocal type like, do, like it needs to be deeper if it needs to have, you know, like an accent, like I said, um, or anything like that. Um, so it's it's pretty much geared to w- towards what the client is looking for, mm-hmm. and then you you need to be adaptable to to bring what they're looking for to the table. And if it's not, then you don't get cast. But if it is, then they'll bring you in. You know. mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I get the feeling that maybe when you were younger. That maybe you uh, did you do a lot of people watching and like kind of 
I'm not really sure. I don't particularly. I don't know. I'm not sure. Because you seem to, the way you express how you approach the characters, it seems like you do, you get into their psyche and, you know. Yeah. So I'm just curious about I'm not, yeah, I can't say for sure if I'm too much of a people watcher or not. Okay. Um, But I think it's just trying to get into the character's mindset or become, you know, like trying to incorporate that into your performance is definitely key Mm -hmm. to giving a authentic performance in a three-dimensional character. Mm so what uh, is there any role well what has been your most difficult role to approach I mean there's like a handful of things that I've done I mean a lot of people know that I do um, so there's also um, jobs where you're hired for voice matching mm-hmm. um, voice matching meaning you need trying to replicate a previous actor's work um, mm-hmm. so I have been voicing Frieza for the Dragon Ball series uh, for the past couple of years um, and the, instead of Chris Ayers because he's been battling medical issues so that is there's a few challenges there with that is you are trying to voice match the other actor and then you're also trying to give an authentic performance with that voice trying to replicate that and also it's Dragon Ball mm-hmm. so there's an incredible amount of vocally taxing sessions involving that character. Frieza is the majority of the time screaming about something. So <laughs> that is definitely at, towards the top. Um, I just did One Piece Stampede as Douglas Bullet, the character I was talking about before, recently, this big bassy dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had laryngitis when I was oh. doing that role. Yeah. Um, and that was difficult uh, to kind of do because it's yeah. like trying to have do voice acting while you're sick in any capacity is hard. But if it's something specifically to your voice, yeah. <laughs> you should not be recording. But it, it don't, that's how it had to happen, I suppose. But, okay. Uh, yeah, it's things like that. It'll be like, or, or like emotional. Uh, I played a character. Uh, Shin Wolford in Wise Man's Grandchild, and I had not played. I don't really. I played protagonist, but this was a type of protagonist in like an isekai anime that I haven't really played before. So he was very like you know a spry, chipper young boy, and I don't really play those that often. So it was kind of challenging for me. Hmm. Um, and then anything with singing is kind of hard because I'm not too much of a practice singer, but I got cast in a role that was singing and it was, it was, there was a learning curve there, (laughs) um, for Sada's on my, uh, lots of things. There's always challenges. (laughs) So what, what role have you not done yet that you would really like to do? I mean, not so much like, I can't think of like a character, but I suppose like franchises, there's all kinds of like series that I would love to be a part of. Like I'd love to be in Final Fantasy or or uh, uh, Kingdom Hearts or, or, you know, Nintendo games or Fire Emblem, things like that. You know, I'd love to kind of dip my toes in that area a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, doing some some more an- Western animation work. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much dubbing um, as, as other types of voice acting. So, okay. as I've done um, Ruby, which is... Which is they what it's called is prelay animation is where they will um, animate to your performance rather than your oh. dubbing. Oh. So you'll get the performance lay, and lay that down, and the animators will take that and then and use it to bring the character to life. That's interesting. So that's how cartoons in America are typically made. 
or yeah. video game or things like that that are that are made here um, versus anime, whereas it's already something that's been made. So we are dubbing and replacing the audio um, to the to the mouth flaps that are provided. So it's there. Well, it's good to have that material available to you. It does constrain things in a way to you are contained to the mouth movements and you don't have a ton of creative freedom in that regard mm-hmm. um, and you know there's challenges of like timing or scripts where you'll you'll have to rewrite um, the, the director rather will have to rewrite dialogue if it's not quite fitting mm-hmm. um, and you'll have to come back in again and try it again with a different uh, pacing or pauses or or a script that'll better fit mm-hmm. the the timing of, or flaps we call them flaps, the mouth movements. <laughs> I get it, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's a ton of uh, different things I'd love to, to tackle. Mm-hmm. So do you want to briefly talk, you mentioned the writing before, do you want to talk about that? Um, I mean, because I'm not an adaptive writer. I, I do uh, t- like time coding, uh, ADR prep work mm-hmm. um, for the writer. The, the writers will, you know, take the translation from like Japanese uh, translations for anime or, or whatnot, and um, adapt it to fit the flaps, and also to have more local colloquialisms that'll like uh. you know it'll make more sense for an English-speaking audience. Mm-hmm. So um, you try to take the truest form of that and shift it over to something that will be I don't know translate. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of that needed for um, anime dubs. Is there any uh, any interesting example as far as switching the actual ver- words to something that would make more sense to English speakers? I can't think of any examples. I mean, there there we try to remain as faithful as possible to the Japanese. So you know, we'll try to just adjust accordingly to just kind of keep the same idea mm-hmm. and just try to either like shorten it or or keep it, you know, just in it, phrasing comparable to what was there before mm-hmm. that you know d- years ago i feel like they had more liberties available to them to dub yeah. uh things so you know the original like dragon ball z had a lot of more uh western you know early 2000s kind of jokes in it uh, and things like that that are that are not quite what we do now i, th- I suppose we don't okay. really like again have a ton of creative freedom in that regard so we kind of have to stick to the script okay so uh where can people find you on uh on the web do you have social media or yeah anything? so i have uh twitter and an instagram um at damon mills d-a-m-a-n-m-i-l-l-s um i have a facebook uh fan page as well mm-hmm. damon mills voice actor okay. and i think that's it i don't have tiktok or anything like oh, okay. that i don't i don't i don't do the tiktok <laughs> yeah yeah tiktok yeah yeah um i think that's it okay um that's all the questions i have any final thoughts or words or? um just thank you so much for having me oh, yeah. and for anime anime usa for having me and it's been pretty rad cool thank you appreciate <laughs> thank it. you appreciate it yeah thanks Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, Full Contact Nerd, please subscribe. Please also rate Full Contact Nerd and review it if you can. I have many more options to nerd out on sci-fi, fantasy, and horror. You can check out my website, chrisalvarez.com. That's Chris without an H. I have 20 mini-blogs on the site covering sci-fi, fantasy, horror, gaming, writing, mysteries, 
folklore, mythology, and many more topics. You can find my video playlists and my original videos on YouTube under Chris Alvarez. I cover sci-fi short films and games, fantasy fiction, horror short films and games, video and board game design, and more. You can get interesting news on fiction and fiction studies on my Twitter page, Chris Alvarez FCN. You can find cosplay and convention photos on my Instagram page, Chris Alvarez Sci-Fi. You can sign up for my newsletter on new books on my websites, chrisalvarez.com or fullcontactnerd.com. Thank you for listening and keep imagining the past, the present, and the future.